When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome. Hope everyone is having a great week. It is a great week here in the New York City area. We're finally getting a little glimpse of spring here where the weather's been uh, up close to 65 degrees a few days ago. But we'll see, like like here in the New England area, anything could happen. We could have a snowstorm tomorrow. But with that being said, we're hoping everyone is having a great week. And for those that just found us here, you found us here at the Voice American Influencers Channel we also encourage you to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. There you'll find many of our great guests that we've had on over the years sharing their words of wisdom, personal journeys, and success to help move your personal success and businesses forward. Again, we speak from the heart. It's, all, it's very transparent and a great way to kind of hone in on what resonates with you to move your business and personal success to the next level. Today's show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Alumni Direct is a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together, a way to rekindle old relationships, meet new people from different generations, and an opportunity perhaps to land your next job or uh, business opportunity. Feel free to check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. Well, we got to have a great show for you here today. We're going to be talking about the unaware mistakes business owners make. And I really love this topic because, you know, with as you've heard over the years, when we talk about mistakes, we look at mistakes as a way to grow and scale your business. Without mistakes, we can't be innovative to come up, you know, solve them to come up with better solutions that move our business forward. With that being said, when we continue to make the same mistakes over and over again, that's a different story. But there are a lot of mistakes that we're unaware of that we may be making, being ignorant to it. And today we're going to be talking with an expert, someone I admire and respect highly, and he's been doing it a long time, and his name is Thomas Perone. And before I bring Tom on, we're going to give you a little background. Tom is the founder of New England Consulting Group of Guilford and Business and Personal Benefit Planning Group. Tom is directly involved with the planning process with clients, the focus being estate, business growth, and transition planning, income planning using tax strategies, and Medicaid asset protection planning. New New England Consulting Group of Guilford was organized in 1985 from an extension of Perone Associates, which was founded in 1970. And again, uh, his uh, organization uh, organizes a membership planning group business and personal benefit planning group comprised with members actively involved in their own business and specializing in many different uh, disciplines. Tom started in the financial planning business in 1970 and has developed ongoing planning strategies to help his clients hold on to their wealth, avoid financial landmines, and lower their taxes. The one-page solution is designed to help business owners eliminate the what-ifs in their business and personal life and to develop their business DNA. This program is very effective in business growth and transition planning. It helps increase company profits, create a sound planning platform, and contributes to eliminating the stress of life for the business owner. 
Tom is a big advocate of working in teams. He believes that all the clients' advisors should be working together and be aware of what other members of the of the of their team are doing for the client. And without further ado, we welcome Tom Perone to the show. Tom, how are you doing today? Chris, thank you. And thank you for having me on your wonderful show. I appreciate it. We are so grateful to have you. And you have just, Tom, you, you and I have known each other for about almost two years now. And you are such a, not only a wealth of knowledge, uh, but, you know, a true connector, uh, just a, a, a just a incredible human being with so much wisdom that you love to share and inspire people to do the same for themselves. And I want to thank you personally for being here. And I want to give the floor to you to talk about, you know, more about businesses. You know, a lot of the people here at Sustainable Success come from different sized businesses. Could be a one person show to a few people, to people running, you know, a small to mid-sized corporation. And of course, we have people from Fortune 500 companies as well. If you could talk about just with business overall, like what are some, what are or some of the of the the more common unaware mistakes that businesses are making without even knowing it? Thanks, Chris. Yeah, I love to talk about this because I realized um, mistakes were uh, are in different levels, and I defined them. For an example, I have the unaware stubborn mistake. And I'll I'll come back to that. I have the unaware but fixable mistake. And then I have the unaware, um, destructive, never-to-be-found mistake. And the reason why I got on this is, you know, I wrote a book called Unlocking Your Business DNA um, about two years ago. And it really was from a family tragedy in 1971 that, that put my passion into helping people and helping them grow, especially uh, small business owners. So I spent my 50, this is my 53rd year in practice, um, really working for business owners. And mo- normally on the, on the smaller side, the bigger ones, I, uh, I handed off to the bigger firms to work with. But what I realized as I was re- writing that book, um, which I was never really conscious of, but I, I knew it exists, is that a lot of the problems that business owners have um, from the value of their company not being up to snuff, from working too much, to being confused, to being, uh, and sometimes angry. I call it uh, angry because I'm in this business and I don't like it and I don't know how to get out. And many There's a lot of business owners. Well, they really came, this, the source comes from mistakes that they're making. So let me go through the, um, <clears throat> the types of mistakes, how I've defined them. And I'm sure, yeah. you know, uh, to me, I have to keep things simple in my life. Otherwise, they get lost, right? So <laughs> the unaware stubborn mistake. Now, this would be, for an example, a business owner who, you know, he developed a widget and he's good at the widget. Uh, only he can do the widget. But all of a sudden, he goes into business, and he starts doing business and making money, but he's doing almost everything. He's working 12 to 14 hours, and he uses the excuse, this is my baby, someday it'll change. But no, he loves being there, right? He loves being at work. Well, the problem is he's so focused on the widget that when he makes a mistake, he might be thinking, I know I'm not doing the right thing, but I'll have to wait. 
So let's give an example. One could be, um, let's say he brings on a, a person, his second helper, and says, I'll pay you this, and in six months, I'll pay you that. Well, in six months comes down, he pays him. But what he doesn't do is he doesn't audit. Is he getting his money worth with this two, this uh, this new person who was supposed to step up to the plate six months later and take on these other tasks? So what's happening is he's so focused on his widgets, he's not paying attention that he's spending money on something he's not getting. He's not getting the quality of the person that promised that they would start doing more for him. Uh, that's a very common, common mistake. Um, and I, and I, I call it the stubborn mistake because they're very much aware that they're making a mistake. They know they're making a mistake, but they put that fixing that widget first before anything. I, I've often said that good cash flow covers a lot of mistakes in business. Mm. When you have money. Yeah, that's a great point, what you said, because that you, you can look at a P&L yeah. <laughs> and for the last three years, and I, a matter of fact, it's so funny you say that. I just looked at one uh, for three years and everything looked okay. But then I asked a few questions and then something triggered a red flag. So please, I love you if you could expand on that. Yeah, I, uh, I went through it myself. I mean, again, I, I, I was a practitioner. And when I expanded my practice, I knew what I, uh, what I did every day. I loved doing it. But on the business side, that, that was like a pain in the butt. I didn't want to deal with it. And it took me three years after I brought in a partner to realize that the, the, the cash flow was mostly from me and not my partner. And, and, and I, had a big, I made a big mistake. It cost me a lot of money. But then I realized that that's, I was stubborn. I knew something was happening, but I didn't investigate it. So that is number one category. And that's a very common category. Uh, the second category is the unaware but fixable. Now, that's where you're truly not aware that you're making a mistake um, and you're going along. But when you do find out that it was a mistake, and we'll talk about how do you find out you're making a mistake, you fix it right away. I'll give you an example. I just had a, a couple of my uh, members who are sole owners of their company um, and they've been taking all income in on Schedule C. Now, they've been in the business a long time. And they were talking about it. And I said, why aren't you an S-corporation? So you can offload the extra money you don't need and stop paying payroll taxes. So, for an example, if they were making a quarter of a million dollars in income, but they only needed a $100,000 salary, they were paying the FICA taxes on the extra 150. Now that's 15%. So you can imagine how much that cost them. Well, they've been doing this for years. And I'm saying, but once I told them, well, you guys are paying a lot more money than you have to, they all went to be, become S corporations. But then again, they were unaware of that, that. They fixed it right away, but they had to be counseled by that. They didn't know it was existing. So that's that unaware but fixable. So I don't know this is a mistake, but once I found out it was a mistake, I moved heaven and earth to do it. That's a smart businessman to that degree. Yeah. Um, another part of that is I, I often see uh, a lot of people in business with inventory, they, they put a, um, they think having an abundance of inventory is a good thing 
until their accountant, if he's good enough, will tell them, no, it's not a good thing all the time um, and, and straighten them out on inventory and also receivables. I find that um, a lot of company owners think that having receivables is money in the bank. And if you ever talk to Vito Massa uh, of Keenum, he, he would tell you otherwise because collections are tough. But uh, owners don't realize that they don't have an education in collections. So what happens is they put on the books receivable thinking that 100% of those receivables are going to come back. And that's very untrue. But once they get the education from a person like Vito, uh, then they do something about it. So that's kind of a, a very important thing to know. Now, the last one, I, I have fun with this. Um, I like to, I like to uh, kid people um, at their expense. Maybe not a good sense of humor, but this is the one where it's, you don't know what's happening. You don't know it exists. You don't know that you don't know that it exists. You don't know that you don't know that it's happening. You don't, nothing. And the way I would analyze, oh, and this is the mistake. This is the worst of all the mistakes because this is the mistake, Chris, that causes people to exit their business when they don't want to. It causes bankruptcy because they mm. have no knowledge. It's a serious, serious, uh, unaware problem and i call the it, this unaware destructive problem now th picture this uh you probably have seen it a million times where the king is fighting the soldiers and he's looking out to the battlefield and his assistant is saying uh lord there's a man here that wants to talk to you about the battle and the king is saying leave me alone i'm fighting a battle well the man that's behind him has a gatling gun <laughs> the solution <laughs> i'm too busy leave him right? so he was very unaware that they exist so um it, uh, and in and the way i work with clients is really to really try to uncover these unawareness areas and that's the whole procedure that we can talk about if you'd like to but those are three major areas of mistakes that i think if i if there's a learning if there's a learning uh, point here, it's that I think uh, business owners uh, should definitely take time off and work in their business once or twice or three times a year, maybe once a quarter, and bring in their team of advisors to talk about what they're doing and let the advisors tell them what they're observing. Yeah. Uh, because that's, that's really the most important. That's the detail of the business. So when you talk about advisors, I mean, that could be their CPA, that could be maybe just a consultant working with them on something else it could be, you know, it, you know, maybe they're doing sales training or whatever. It could be a bunch of different things. Is that what you're saying? Like from that perspective? Yeah. And I'll, uh, in my book, I talk about that. I talk about um, if we're, if our job is to help the business owner uh, create and accomplish his dreams in business and life, because that's what it's all about, is to, is to develop that ideal lifestyle and business lifestyle. You gotta love what you're doing. We need to know all the facts. And I think if all the advisors are working separately, they don't really have all the information. 
unfortunately, there's egos involved. Uh, yeah. The doesn't want to be told by a planner like me about this, that. The attorney doesn't want to be told by the accountant. So what I learned real quickly, and I know we have a break coming up, but I'll finish before that. Yeah, and we could always elaborate further, Tom. Uh, this is fantastic information. Yeah, what I did, and it really, uh, when I was younger, um, in my 30s, I would wonder why I would make a great presentation, give a great solution. I, I felt I did everything. Well, a lot of times they didn't take my suggestions. Yeah. And, and, it, and it was when I found out that uh, I started to ask them, would you mind if I speak to your accountant and your attorney about what we're talking about? Yes. And what happened there is the accountant and the attorney would normally say, gee, we didn't know that you could do stuff like this because we're all in different fields, right? Um, and we overlap in some areas, in the tax area, in the law area. Um, and I found out that once I worked with their advisors, who are really many, they're trusted advisors. They probably were with them longer than me because, you know, your accountant you start off with, you get an attorney. And then a guy like me who comes in as a planner, um, you know, I'm new. Uh, maybe I got referred by one of them. Well, once I started grouping them together and having meetings with them and bringing it back to the owners, now my solutions became very acceptable because why? Because their trusted advisors gave me the screening and gave me the approval, not only as a professional, a person, but also the recommendation made sense. Mm. It was a very effective way of learning from the owner's point of view, what he was doing that he should not be doing. And it made a big difference in the business. So I think collaboration as you know, I'm a big collaborator. Yes. Um, I, I think collaboration with other professionals for the business owners. Now, where the business owner gets in trouble is where they're stubborn about bringing their advisors to, together because maybe they don't want to spend the money for the meeting or something. And um, and and they don't do this. They, they don't become an advocate in this. This is where they never learn what's going on in their business, the real details. Exactly. And then by the time they find out it's already, you know, it's already a bigger problem at that point when instead of where the advisors could have caught it sooner, would have caught it sooner for them. Well, you know, Chris, this collaboration we've had with the people that are in our network and we talk all about, I mean, I had you on the podcast. I learned so much about what you do. I would have never known yeah. that you go so deep with your clients. Well, yeah. now we know, uh, we know, you know, we'll go to Chris and talk to Chris about this because you have an influence and you have a path for them to look at yeah. as an option versus the way they're doing things. Now, unless we talk to you or the other advisors, we don't really know that. So it, I, I would just tell advisors, look at, learn about what other advisors are doing and bring it to your clients and say, look at, let's work as a team because you've got a problem. You hate going to work. Your, your, your profits are not increasing. You're not growing. Something's got to change here. Yeah, absolutely. Tom, this has been some great information and we're going to, I want to elaborate, let's elaborate on this right after the break. I mean, this is some critical information that what you're hearing from Tom, again, you don't have to be running a, you know, a multi-million dollar company with what he, this could be for even you also small business owners as well. This is so important in the difference of running an average to an extraordinary business, being aware of these unaware mistakes that perhaps maybe you may be doing and just don't know about it. We got more to come when we come back. 
with Tom Perone, and we'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to sustainable success. Well, welcome back. If you're just joining us, we're talking about the unaware mistakes business owners make. Uh, we are with our guest expert, Thomas Perone, who has been working in you know, helping businesses to scale forward for several years. And again, he had shared uh, a lot, some of the common mistakes that business owners that are unaware of and why they're so important. So, Tom, you know, you gave some golden nuggets in that first segment. And what are some of the things that, based upon these mistakes, like that companies, regardless of size, can, you know, not only in their planning, but how they execute things, why it's so important to be open to ideas, suggestions, perhaps have a coach. And then also when we talk about brevity. Yeah, great question, uh, Chris. Yes. In other words, uh, why aren't why aren't they finding out these uh, mistakes that they're making and they're not unaware of? And a lot of that has to do with communication. Well, first of all, let's go to brevity, because <laughs> I think brevity is, is an important word for business owners. And listen, I, I've been a business owner for fifty something years. Uh, the last thing I want to do is sit down with my tax accountant and go through numbers. I want to be doing what I do, right? Yeah. Uh, business owners need brevity in their life. They need to get the things that they're not, they don't have their hands on, metaphorically, done quickly. Because they don't want to do it, but they have to. They know that. So brevity is very important. So if you're going to be an advisor, like Chris, I, I know the breadth that you do in your advising. Uh, one thing that I changed over the years um, I realized that my clients are not going to sit in my office for two hours. They'll sit there uh, for a number of minutes, uh, a half hour, maybe. Uh, not only did I have to be very organized, but I had to be succinct and I had to make sure I put a limit. So what we did years ago 
is we went to uh, our meetings are no longer than 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes. And we would rather have a series of meetings with an agenda rather than, you know, a two hour or a three hour all morning. Uh, businessmen uh, don't want that. I never wanted that. And I know my clients never wanted it. And so what we did is we worked on brevity. I have a program called uh, the one hour monthly solution. In other words, in one hour a month, I could start solving an issue, not all of them, but every month I would work on the issues that we defined as problems. Now that's very palatable because I know that's what's deep seated here is the owner is saying, I don't want to spend a lot of time. I know I got a problem. I want to get it done, but I don't want to spend a lot of time. So what we did is we work on um, a process where we go through 15 to 16 different areas of business. Uh, we do it with a video, believe it or not. We send them a video, which is about 20 minutes long, and they spend their time for the month going through the exercise. And then we meet up maybe a month later and go through what they found. And we coach them that way for the next 45 minutes. And let's say for that moment, that month, what we did that month was define those areas that either he, they didn't know about, that they knew about, and they knew they had to fix, or they didn't even know existed. So we start to develop what do you not know that you need to know, and what were you totally unaware of? Um, and that starts to define the path that from that moment forward, that we're going to take. Now that path might last a year, my last two years, <clears throat> excuse me, it might last three months, months. But the subsequent solution is once we take uh, an item, let's say called number one task, uh, we start working on a 60 minute a month planning process and, and they love it. I mean, it might take them three months to get one thing done, but so what? That's 60 minutes times three. That's one lunch break. But we're very organized doing it. We found we get a lot more done over a longer period of time, but it gets done. That's the thing. We get it solved. And, and once we're done with uh, whatever issues they have, we just start the, the process in review every year. So we've kind of taken this big thing saying, oh, my God, if I start opening this can of worms, it's going to take me away. That's where their head is. You know, It's going to take me away from what I really like to do. And I don't want to get caught up on this, that, the other thing. So we've been very successful doing that. It's a great planning model, not only for me, but also for my clients. And of course, Zoom has been a big thing uh, for us, even though we were doing this 20 years ago, but now it's much easier for them to, uh, uh, to put their arms around it. So that's been a big, big plus. Wow. That's fabulous. The... What are some other things like like you suggest, like like if we were looking at a plan or a routine, like you because you talked about having an advisory board and communications is so important in this process. And that communication has to be consistent. What would you recommend based upon that consistency? What would work best, you know, to help help a company not only uncover these these mistakes but also help them to be aware of future mistakes that they, they normally would have overlooked? You know, that, uh, that's a great question because uh, 
everything stops if how you're approaching the business owner doesn't work. Everything stops. Nothing gets solved. So years ago, I started using something called uh, the personal viewpoint, and I would send it to, let's say we got recommended to a business owner from one of the accounting firms or law firms. The first thing I did before I even had a conversation with them was I had them fill out what they call personal viewpoint. And it's literally took about seven minutes. And it was a, you know, kind of a checkoff list of different areas. And they would send it back. And I would kind of get a really good idea of the assessment of what they're looking at, how they feel, what they thought of. And it literally took very little time. Well, now that's gravity, that's uh, changed. And uh, now it's a one minute survey because there are like 10 or 12 poignant questions, drop downs that I have them do enough to know that they're either doing it or they're not doing it. But now it opens up that discussion where I can say, Chris, let's say you filled it out, took you a minute online. I get it. You and I would discuss it. You know, I see that you're not doing this, that, that. Let's. So it opens the door for them to realize I'm not doing all that I could. You know, when you go into business, and sometimes we forget this, advisors, you're going into business with all positive attitude, hopes, prayers, looking for um, total success, willing to work hard and invest what you can. And what destroys that is what you don't know and you don't pay attention to. Everything else could be good, right? So why would you, and knowing that you're, you're the hub of your financial future and family, why would you not spend a little time to make sure your torpedo's going on the right path, right? So again, I come back to this brevity. It's such an important thing. A, a, a perfect example on the, on the survey is I may have a question that has nothing to do with me, but that question might be, I'm having a tough time building man, middle management. Well, what tells me is that you need a coach to go inside your business to o- open up the belly and see what's going on. Why are you having a problem? Because if you're not developing a middle management, the hopes of having a valuable company down the road, forget it. Nobody yeah. wants to Nobody wants to come in and work 80 hours a day to make a half a million dollars a year. They want the business to grow and, and be there for the owner, right? Yep. So sometimes it's not about what I can do on the financial side. It's all about we got to help the, the client grow. Um, there's four, the way I looked at business may be a little bit different than anybody else, but I look at four areas, Chris. One's the protection. You got to protect yourself. The other part is the growth. Yep. Uh, you know, how are you going to grow? Uh, if you took the, the eight or nine value j- drivers that really create value, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? And, and you know, as well as I do, Chris, Doing those value drivers from delegation to systemizing your business, to document it, to hiring the right people, to creating a culture, those take time. Oh, yeah. You got to cultivate, especially a culture over time, no question. Well, it's like the things that you talk about all the time. You talk about, you know, if you're going to grow, it's going to take you time, but you have to be aware of what are the things you got to spend your time on growth. Now, once you're aware of it, now you can find a system to do that. And all it is is really, you know, it's like getting your oil changed every year. You know, I got it changed. They gave me, okay, 
in 4,500 miles, come back and we'll look at this one. Well, it's on automatic pilot, I like to call it. But you need to know that. And that's why I say in our network of people that we all know uh, and have developed a real good relationship with it, that they're honest and they know what they're doing. It's nice to get this assessment to say, this is not my area. This is beyond me. But I know a guy, I know Chris Salem. If he just had a, an hour talk with Chris, he might learn something or hurt someone like you, Chris, you know? Yeah. So assessment for me is really nothing more than laying out the critical areas. And literally, I, def- I, def- I, I designed it so it takes literally a minute. If it takes you more than a minute to do my assessment, you're having a bad day. <laughs> and the assessment does three things, just so you know. The assessment does one, it, it actually gives you a very good idea where you are in business because you're, you're, you're checking those things off. Two, it gives you an idea of what we do for you. And the third thing, and maybe the most important thing, it helps you formulate questions to ask you, me, or anybody else, things that you never even thought about to formulate those questions. Because mm. sometimes it's not the answer, it's the question. Yeah. Well, like I said, that the question is so important, you know, because that, that question is either going to be vague or it's going to be very specific, clear, and concise. And there's a big difference there in, in terms of how, what, you know, what, what the reply is or what, what they perceive. Because, uh, you know, if it's vague, it's going to be anybody who will just assume what that is versus if they know if it's specific, they can address that. I was having lunch uh, last week uh, uh, with a client of ours who owns a pasta company. And they're thinking about making a move and a change that's pretty dramatic and great, great, great family. Great. They've done a great job. And I brought with me, and I don't know if you know Ed Pertessi, who's a, who does appraisals and evaluation, uh, been around a long, long time. Um, he was asking some of the greatest questions of this of my client about why they feel they want to sell or not sell, or what direction they want to go. And I, I said, my friend Ed is probably one of the best interviewers I've ever met because. He just didn't take the answer and got settled uh, and, and was settled. He went deeper in the question from the answer and extracted from the business owner a lot more information that we even knew existed. So sometimes just to get into the ballpark with the right question opens that deep hole that you stay on. And you know what? The, the owners finally, when they realize what's going on, they finally realize this person's here to help me. No one's been asking me these questions. No one asks me these questions. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so powerful. And, and good coaching and advisors that, you know, have had this experience and learned, you know, through that experience can see these things that oftentimes as business owners, we don't see because we want to see what we desire to see. So we, we have blinders on. And, and when you have somebody who's unbiased and, you know, can see it, you know, it, you know, they're, they're able to kind of share with you the, what, you know, what, what, what it is like, what, this is the, what, this is what's happening. They're not beating around the bush. Uh, you just had a guest Paul Hood on last week. Yeah. Last week. No. Yeah. Well, last week. Yeah, last week, Paul's written great books, but I, in my mind, 
Paul Hood is one of the best interviewers and uh, consultants. He's a lawyer and writer and author and one of the brightest minds in this country, in this area. But he is definitely one of the best. Um, I'm going to use the word interviewer. I just don't know what other. Yeah. Because he asks, he, I always say to, about Paul, he peels back the onion and goes deeper and he doesn't stop. He keeps going back. And his clients, he's had clients cry in front of boldly millionaires. Yeah. In front of him because he finally got what they were thinking and they couldn't communicate to him. He tells me the story of that. But that's the level we're talking about. Um, you know, when you were on, you were going to really deep stuff. I mean, you, you yeah. have a great breadth of, of experience and you do kind of the same thing. You go deep and the owner has to understand if he wants to have the best chance of creating the most potential value from his business, because that's the real payday. It's not your paycheck. Then he needs to really understand why he's there. What are the issues? Because they keep changing. They'll always keep changing. And what's motivating them? And sometimes you don't know on the surface. It's only based on a question. And not the answer sometimes, but the question. And then the second question, the third question. So. No, it's so true. And and like you said, you know, in the case what you mentioned about Paul, you know, it's the ability to get, you know, to build that rapport, determine the values and rules, how that person likes to be communicated to. Not everyone's going to be the same. You have people who are dominant, who are influencers or conscientious or steady. How you communicate to them, it has to be in different ways to get to what's really important to them. And that's what you know, I think what you stated was so powerful when people have the ability to do that and get to what's most important. Now people are more open to for suggestions and they don't, they're not defensive, you know, or they look at they take the information and see what they what resonates with them to apply versus where it goes one ear and out the other. And we've all been there. I've been there myself and I know exactly what it is. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. And that brings me back again to the advisory board or the advisory team. Yeah. Because, because I've been in many instances where, um, you know, the, the client and I have a relationship, but he has a real strong relationship yeah. with his accountant. And if I can communicate to the accountant, hey, and I'm using the accountant as an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only they have lifelong relationships. With, you know, if I can say, these are the things we have to know about him but he'll only respond to you because he trusts you now. Yeah. That accountant is really appreciative of the fact that I brought that up because they don't think in terms of deep. They think no, no, they're thinking, they're thinking in terms of numbers and facts, figures, and, you know, so they're going to communicate a different way. We got to go to break, Tom, but I want to expand on this when we come into the third segment. Uh, everybody, we're talking with uh, Thomas Perone. If you're just joining us again, we're talking about, the unaware mistakes business owners make. We'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. 
Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. Uh, My name is Chris Salem, your host. We're here with Thomas Perrone talking about the unaware mistakes business owners make. If you're just joining us again, you can listen to this show in its entirety here later today at the Voice America Influencers Channel from the same link that you are now listening to the show as we speak. If you have any questions, you'll have an opportunity later where Tom will provide his contact information that you can reach out get to know him. He is a wealth of knowledge. So Tom, we, you have, have talked about so many great things in terms of, you know, the, the, you know, the common mistakes that business owners make and what are some ways to kind of, you know, be more proactive in that way. We talked about, you know, the importance of brevity and being open with our communication, you know, the things like coaching and having an advisory board. Talk about a little bit about the process and how th- this can be consistent to not only communicate, but to help empower business owners in a simple, precise way to move forward. You talk about this in your one-page solution. Yeah, uh, I learned years ago, um, <clears throat> if you t- ask someone to do something, they will respond in greater numbers if you tell them why you've asked them to do something, Right. And then it increases even greater when you explain how the process works. In other words, total transparency. So um, I'm not a deep thinker, but when I, when, when I have to deep think I go there, I, I think I do, I don't know. But as I was writing my, my book, I realized the things I was doing was mostly a mechanical and a reflux, but I never thought why I did it. And through that thinking, I, I realized what was happening was take the, the brevity part of it. I, I, I do believe business owners need brevity. My father, my grandfather, myself, we all had businesses. We would have all agree, uh, got too much. I don't have any time. I don't have any time. I got right. And in the old generation, they worked 80 hours a week and thought that was a vacation week. Right. Um, in my book, I talk about only working 80 days a year to build my multi-million dollar planning practice. And I did it through process. Um, So I took that years ago 
that process and I applied it to my clients because if I liked it, then they would like it. Yeah. So let's take an example. Um, I had a client call me about two years ago, uh, uh, a real go-getter, a real, uh, you know, take Sundays off basically. And he read my book two year, about two years ago. And he, he, he said, you know, my life, sometimes I go to work and I think I'm running a, an adult daycare center. Mm. You know, I, I just, I go in my office and I hide. I, I'm not liking my business anymore. I'm making a lot of money, not making my, and I, I'm not paying attention other than doing what I want to do, which I don't think is helping me. Yeah. So what we did is we had to start from, again, a survey to get an idea. And I sent him the survey. He did it. Um, he was a willing coach. He was very coachable. I, I think he had, he had a pain point, right? So here's what happened. Um, and this worked so well. I sent him the assessment. He did it. I sent him back a small little study and report on the assessment, what it looked like. And then I said, let's have a discussion about this. So we had a call for about a half hour. We talked about it. And I said, one of the biggest reasons that you're, you're uh, feeling the way you are is that your expectation in your business is, is, has changed from where you were. Plus, you have not hired the right people. You really don't have a very loyal middle management. I said, you might want to restructure that. It might take a while. Um, and over time, he started to restructuring and started to handpick the people that maybe weren't ready to be middle management, but he started to develop them into middle management by giving them, I'll give you one example. I said, I made a suggestion. I said, you know, you got two guys here that I like. They're nice guys. They're wild. They're young. Why don't you make one in charge of the income flow for the, for the week? In other words, the reporting of that and the expenses and have a, a weekly meeting with both of them so they could learn how to think like a business owner. And he did that. And what happened is the two young men started to realize and were influenced by the owner on how he thinks. And over time, they started to really develop. Well, they became the core culture because if those two guys did it, then other people wanted to be in that position. So he would start to delegate situations that he was doing himself. He was doing it automatically. He hated it, didn't want to do it. And he wouldn't let go. And I said, you got to let go because if you want this business to be worth something, you got to let go. Keep two to three things you love doing. That's it. We'll get rid of that later. Well, over time, it started to work. He started to build a nice middle management. He got rid of the people that were bringing him down. You know, they were always complaining, always needed more money, always hitting them up. I would say to him, next time someone asks you, I want you to prepare. Next, I want you to prepare this. The next time someone asks you for a raise, I want you to be prepared on what, how you're going to answer it. He, I had him practice that. Because he would knee jerk, he would say, yeah. thinking they were going to leave. And the, the, the middle management people would hit him up all the time because they knew him. Uh, you know, I need more. My Betty says I need more money. So I need another whatever. Well, he would say, okay, because he was afraid of losing. I said, no, 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 no. So let's practice what you're going to say to them because you're going to get your, you give yourself another two weeks to think about what they want. 
But then you're going to go back to them and say, well, I'll give you this. But if I give you this, what are you going to do for me? Because here's what I want out of you. And all of a sudden, what he wanted out of them, uh, the, the raise wasn't as important because they didn't want to do what he wanted them to do. And the issue was dropped. But most business owners don't know how to deal with that. They just say yes, because they don't want to lose anybody, right? Especially in today's day and age. So this was through some of our planning process. So I'll give you an example how that all worked. And I brought, I, I'm telling you about that, that situation, but that solution, that situation was only uncovered when we did the middle management um, uh, uh, blueprint one-page solution and one-page issue. And there's a list of things about key man from raises to who they are. And we went through that in one session. I sent him a video. He listens for 20 minutes about the blueprint because that was his job. And he checked off in there the three or four things that really he felt he needed help on. And that's what we worked on. So the next month, he got another video on what we're going to do. So he was prepared. And then we had our 40-minute, 30-minute, whatever it is, Zoom session. And then he put an action plan into, into place. Now, think of it this way, Chris. What we did is we isolated each issue. And some of them do overrun, but we'll put them aside just to get the major issue done. Because there are sub-issues in every area, you know. But it was more important for him to accomplish um, a solution and a path to follow that he could have confidence in that he didn't have this knee-jerk reaction to when someone asked him for more money. And now he's empowered to say, okay, Chris, I'll take it into consideration. Let's meet in two weeks. That's the standard, right? Yeah. And by the way, write, put in writing what you really want out of me and what you're willing to do for me to get that raise. This is powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Right now, this is going to save an employer a lot of money because where do raises come from? The wife, Betty saying to the husband at six o'clock, you know, the cost of groceries getting so high and you haven't had a raise in six months, Chris. Now, you know what I'm talking about, right? When the wife says something, hello, right? You got to, you got to write, you got to jump up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so through that, we went through, and that, that took us about three months to work with. As a matter of fact, I have a session with him on Monday. And, uh, but now if we had to look at the key man culture reshaping of his company, we could look back now the last three months and say, wow, look where we came from. You, you had a dark office three months ago. Now you can't wait to get to work. You don't fear that. Hey, I need a, I need a, I need a raise, boss. Right? Yeah. Well, like I said, exactly. You know, you, you know, it, it, it's like an incentive. So, uh, no, I think that way, that story is really powerful. What you shared, no question. And, and you know, not. I don't want to make it sound like every business owner has fifteen or twenty problems. Basically, they don't. Usually, there's four or five. And once the major ones are done, everything else falls into play automatically. So, um, you know, we may work with a client for three months and then review a year later, see what's going on with a, an assessment form. Uh, we stay with them. Um, sometimes it's a longer issue, but we do have a procedure 
it's easy. They listen to the they listen to the videos on the weekend because the videos are only yeah. 20 minutes. But it's like me talking to you right now. If I was giving you a, a diatribe of of culture, you would be hearing it in the video. I, I'm very animated being Italian, got hands flying all over. <laughs> but, but they like that. But I give them a lot, and it's a great way of communicating to them. And then we have a one-on-one, a live one-on-one, and um, it, it really has worked really yeah. well. Wow, that's great. You know, I mean, what you just shared, Tom, is is so powerful. And I mean, there are so many things I'd love. I'd love, you know, we got to have you back on. We we can do more of a deeper dive. Uh, what we've ex- what you've shared here, we got a we're, we just got a less we got less than two minutes left in the show. I want to be able to give you this opportunity for our token appreciation. I'd like the audience to reach out to you, get to know you. Uh, talk about some of the things that may be mistakes that they could be making that you could steer them in the right direction or perhaps work with them to help them uh, move forward. If you could just share with, you know, with the audience and those listening later, uh, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Anything else you'd like to share with them? I, yes, I have. There's, uh, I'll, there's, I have a great blog called uh, Your Business Worth, one word, .com. Go there. There's about 80 or 90 articles on planning for business owners. It's all business devoted. Um, I have a podcast called Building and Protecting Your Business Worth on Spotify, uh, Apple. Go up there. Chris is on there. He did a great job. Chris is one of my all-time great guests. Um, And I also have great white paper. Oh, I have the book, Unlocking Your Business DNA. Now, you can get them on Amazon and Kindle and a paper book and all proceeds, I all proceeds, yeah. not just go to Wounded Warriors and we're doing pretty good there. But if you would like an ebook, then just email me at T-P-E-R-R-O-N-E at dot com, and I will send you the ebook and you could read it. And I think you'll get a great idea of who I am wow. and how I work. Um and that's the best way of doing it. If you want to talk to me, just email me, and I'd be more than happy to send you the yep. the uh, the the one minute survey. You can take it, and we'll talk. Tom, thank you so much, and we highly encourage everybody to reach out to Tom to take advantage of these these wonderful uh, you know resources that can help you. And more importantly, we encourage you to reach out to Tom at his email and on LinkedIn. Get in touch with him and have a conversation. Tom, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to be with us here today. Chris, it was totally my honor. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. And listeners, we want to thank you each and every week, the Sustainable Success Way being here. Our show is dedicated to bringing in guests like Tom, again, to share their words of wisdom to help move your business and personal success to the next level. As you know, we're transparent and we're assertive in our approach. And again, your feedback and your information helps us to keep bringing people like Tom back to give information that helps you to do the very best things to move your business forward. Hope everyone has a great week and we'll see you next Thursday at 12 p.m. East Coast time. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.